0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you'll know that I'm a huge believer in the laws of supply and demand. Well, on today's show, we're looking at what's happening in new construction of senior housing. In virtually every market I examine, I'm seeing signs of saturation. And despite this, new construction projects are everywhere. The projects completed two years ago are in full and there are thousands of more beds coming into the local market. I'm left wondering what market study the lenders looked at before approving the project. New report just published by Marcus and Millichap aims to put some numbers behind behind what I've been seeing intuitively. Units under construction today represent approximately 10% of existing inventory, limiting the potential for a rapid turnaround in operational efficiencies anytime soon. In the most saturated markets, New units represent more than 13% of the existing inventory. Well, frankly, this boggles the mind. I'm I'm asking myself how any self-respecting lender would finance a new project with market numbers clearly showing oversupply. I've been having direct conversations with senior living operators over the last several weeks to try and understand the dynamics of the market. My take is that operators are vying for market share, and they're willing to take a hit on operations in the short term, in order to be positioned to win the war when the largest wave of baby boomers hit assisted living. The size of the market is expected to nearly double over the next decade. Back in 2012, senior citizens made up 12.8% of the total population, and by 2028, they are expected to represent over 20% of the population. Cap rates have started to compress. Assisted living projects are highly sought after, which has narrowed the average cap rate relative to independent living levels. Overall, the cap rate for independent living is in the mid five to six percent area. Assisted living assets trade for an average between six and seven and a half, and skilled nursing properties change hands in the average of eleven to twelve percent. And that's of course based on quality and location. Then along comes COVID-19. The truth is that ninety-three percent of assisted living facilities have evaded COVID-19 so far. The care facilities most impacted by the pandemic are those long-term care facilities and skilled nursing facilities, and many people in the general public don't know the difference between a skilled nursing facility and an assisted living facility. The memory of outbreaks in long-term care facilities is going to remain in people's minds for some time to come. They're going to be pretty reluctant to put mum or dad in an old-age home. Now, staffing has been one of the largest challenges facing the industry under normal circumstances, this year, tens of thousands of employees walked off the job because of fear of catching the disease. Those who remained have demanded higher pay. And labor represents the single largest cost in an assisted living facility. Hourly rate increases in excess of 50% are expected later this year in order to attract and retain quality staff. This fact alone will challenge the economic model for assisted living. We're seeing long-lasting economic impact to the sector as a result of the pandemic. In the independent living segment, last year, deliveries increased to 11,000 units, increasing the inventory by 4.6%. But in this and in the prior year, 7,900 units were completed across the nation. But currently, there's over 27,000 units under construction. If you compare these numbers to normal population growth numbers, you typically see population growth of about 1% in a high growth market. As the assisted living segment is also undergoing massive growth. Builders completed 13,600 units in 2019. That's down from 17,100 units the prior year. But today, developers have over 23,000 units under construction. The average rent increased 2.8%, that is annually, to just under $5,000 a month. A modest slowdown from the previous year are associated with COVID-19. Now, the so-called impending wave of dementia patients encouraged hasty development of new beds. But currently, the demand for these beds is in the distant future, and the sector appears to be overbuilt. Occupancy in the sector is at 86.2% at the end of last year, and that's down 30 basis points from the prior year. Demand will arrive as the baby boomers age. But today, the oldest baby boomer is only 72 years of age. And today, approximately 10% of Americans over 65 suffer from Alzheimer's dementia. On the surface, it appears the demand should be, sufficient to kill, should be sufficient to fill the beds. But pricing can be problematic for a significant part of the population. More than 80% of the care is provided within the home by, by a family member rather than a memory care facility of $6,709 per month was spent at the end of 2019, and many families lack the financial wherewithal to commit a family member to a memory care facility. The largest source for workers in senior care is immigration. This kind of work is the type of work that immigrants are more willing to do than multi-generational North Americans. Large players have emphasized continuing care retirement communities, and in these facilities, you might start out at independent living, and transition to assisted living and eventually to skilled nursing as the needs increase with either age or illness. The problem with the markets in chap report in my mind is that the analysis isn't segmented enough. Some of the products in the market are designed to differentiate. Analysis of a differentiated offering would bring, would bring more insight into the market. Well, hopefully the session demystifies some of the numbers in assisted living, long-term care, and skilled nursing. As you think about that, Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.